Okay, Gene, are you ready to be counted in? I'm ready, farts. Ready in Chamesh. Arba, Shalosh, Stein. Yeah! Hey, yeah, yeah. Hey. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting thongs at? Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's at podcast! With Christina P. That's right, homies. I'm here. I'm here. I'm I'm here with my raw meat stick of an ankle. I'm going to tell you everything that happened. I'm coming to you from Austin. This is my this was my mom den and now it's transformed into a studio. Um, But first, some business, you guys, I had to cancel some dates some move them around. I I will say I moved them around Salt Lake City. I'm sorry, guys, it's rescheduled for December. So if you had tickets, it's just moved to December. And then the LOL San Antonio date is also moved as well to later in the year. Uh, It'll be before the end of the year, December. And I'm going to be making it, I swear to God, to Liberty Township, Ohio. I promise that one's going to happen. And then hopefully from here on out, I will be back in action. Tickets at ChristinaPOnline.com. After Liberty Township is Columbus, Ohio. And then I go to Oklahoma City. I do Indianapolis, Tits, Denver, Colorado, Raleigh, North Carolina, Judor Titties, Carolines, and the list goes on and on. Listen, listen, Orlando, this has been a crazy, what a crazy uh, year and a half. Um, first of all, it's Pride Month, which I take very seriously. I follow the mandate to the letter. It's Pride Month. So this oh. is why I've ordered. <laughs> my balloons to celebrate um lgbtqia apostrophe what is it what are the new um letters now uh, i a uh pq rs pq rs it's qia plus so they just kind of they're like we're done let's done we're all done. the other ones qia and everything else too yeah you already know <laughs> i know in this in this era of having to acknowledge every single person. It's so funny. It, it is reminding me of um, the old romper room where at the end of the episode, a woman would look through an imaginary wand and she would say, and I see Mark and I see Kelly and I see Tracy. And you just wish somebody called your name. Well, now we live in a wonderful time where everybody's name gets called and it is fucking exhausting. Okay. I'm sick and tired of everybody being acknowledged all the time. Now, I'm a horrible person. That being said, (laughs) that being said, you guys, what the fuck happened? I'm going to I'm going to give you a full rundown of what happened. Yeah. So the play by play. Oh, my (laughs) God. I mean, I mean, okay. so I've never broken a bone in my life, but I've always had shitty ankles. I'm, I'm always rolling my ankles since I was a little kid. Right. So I come home from Chomaha, Nebraska. I'm tired AF and I'm I go to bed. I wake up at 2 a.m. to the sound of my baby crying. So this is the night like you 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 came back from Chomaha. You went to sleep. Mm -hmm. And then this happened your first night back in Austin. My first night back. And I didn't (laughs) sleep the night before in Chomaha because it's Saturday night. I do two shows, late show. And then, you know, I don't sleep because I wake up. I get home early on the early morning flight. So I'm exhausted. And it's two in the morning. And I hear the baby crying. And of course, my husband has a genetic gift where he can't seem to hear 
babies crying. And I don't know if that's a gift that happens once you become a father. Um, you don't hear anything like that. So he's passed out. I go downstairs. We have these death stairs, these wooden, it's a new house that I live in. So I'm not familiar with all the twists and the turns, big ass blocks, wooden blocks. I make it down the first flight just fine. And then somewhere to the second, I think I rolled my, I don't remember. I blacked out. I roll my ankle. I eat shit. And I just, now here's the best part is that I just think I've sprained it. Cause I'm, I don't feel anything. I'm just like laying there like, Oh, pull up that first picture. Would you Nadav of me laying on the stairs? So this is how I'm laying on the stairs. <laughs> this is how I'm like, just kind of there. And I'm laying more Jeez. to my side. In the beginning. So, so you rolled your ankle at that, like at that flat area where the, where the stair turns. I, think, I don't remember. Cause you black out, you know, like, I don't mm. know. I think I actually ate shit as I was coming down the second to last step I want to say on the first flight. So then I eat shit, I hit the, that middle and then I roll down a bit. And so I'm laying kind of on my left side before the paramedics come. And I don't think it's broken because I don't feel anything. And I'm like, Tommy, Tommy, get over here. I just like calmly calm over. <laughs> and he goes, and I go, help me up, man. I, I think I sprained my ankle. And he goes, holy shit. <laughs> he looks at my ankle. He's like, you didn't sprain it. He's like, the bone, there's a bone poking out. I was like, oh, no, what? So at the time it happened, I had so much adrenaline, you know, your body's in shock that I didn't even feel it. All I felt was like waves of like actually adrenaline and nausea. I thought I was going to barf. And then before I know it, the EMT comes and he's like, um, how did this happen? And they're looking at my husband like <laughs> she was alone. She was alone when this happened or were you behind her? You know, like everybody assumes that Tom has pushed me down the stairs, which is really fun. Um, I feel like that's they, always the assumption. That's always the <laughs> assumption in these cases, you know, like what? Uh, so anyway, they come and they, they find an IV line. They put the IV in and it just drips blood all over my pajamas, which is why if you, there's a picture of me in the hospital later, there's just blood on my white pajamas now. Yeah. Wait, what's. Yeah, that, that's what that red pizza slice on your leg <laughs> on your pajama pants is. I thought that hey, was man, just like, I thought that was just designer pajamas. That's blood. <laughs> that's blood. <laughs> so, and here's the weird thing. I, I think of, I, on some unconscious level, I sensed something was going to happen that night because I put on nice matching pajamas, which is really not my style. You knew and you were B, going out. <laughs> I knew I was gonna, something bad was going to happen. And then B, I was wearing like a bralette. Even I slept in like a sleeping bra, which I normally never do. So it was like I was ready for action. So then they finally they pump me full of fentanyl. This is me in the hospital. Um, if, can you get a picture of the bone, the ankle that's like... Yeah, oh my is. God! You got, a, you got a Michelin man tire around your ankle, <laughs> I know. bro! I know. Oh my God! <laughs> and of course, I'm appalled because my pedicure was not on point, and I'm sure they were all talking about that in the hospital. I'll, I'll tell you what, Christina, the ankle really draws attention away from the tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look at that thing, right? That little meat stick. And then the best part, too. So I broke it. It turns out I broke two bones on my fibula down there. I did completely dislocated my ankle. Oh, my so God. OK, so, so so this bone is shattered and then this one is dislocated. 
Am I reading this x-ray correctly? Yes. yes. So they, they, they dislocate that. And then up here on the upper part of the fibula, it's broken too. So I've broken it in one, two, three different places and my ankles dislocated. Wait, like all the way up in the, like near yeah. the knee bone? So I'll show you guys even. I'll show you. It's still kind of colorful. I don't know if you can see the colors. Yeah, uh, so right up here, bit. it's still kind of green. Oh this bone, God. it was broken here. So, but they reset it perfectly. So I didn't need any screws. Um, so anyway, I'm, I'm in the ER and I'm, it's, so, it's gruesome, but here's the weird thing is that I'm, I'm pretty fucking calm. Cause I've seen Tom go through it. And I think having watched him go through it all, I was like, Oh, I know what they're going to do. They're going to reset my bones and then we're going to have surgery and it'll be fine. And then wait, um, so they reset the top bone. Okay. So they give me, um, they, they're like, we're going to reset your shit. Now you're, you're not going to want to be awake for this. So they give me ketamine and I have a Hell fucking yeah, crazy dude. four dimensional <laughs> trip and I see Pac-Man and I start crying and I tell him I, I come out of my ketamine trip and I'm like, I love you. I love our children. I'm crying. And then they reset the bones and they're like, what's your pain? I'm like, there's no fucking pain. I'm still, at a, I'm like at a two. Oh my God. So they reset everything. And then I was in surgery within like four hours and then, and then I got home. So it was really quick. Oh, and, I, I have, <laughs> and let me tell you something. Okay. Now here's the thing. Not off. This is what I've been thinking about. Remember when Tom broke his bones and I was yeah, like, I remember nah. that. <laughs> and I was like, nah, I don't know. Childbirth has to be way worse. Now looking back, Tom's injuries, cause he had two, major that right, was probably the, very painful the arm and the leg but for me childbirth way worse than broken bones way worse Sorry. way worse than uh than breaking your leg in six places yes, Dude, yes. look at how dislocated this fucking ankle <laughs> is bro do they look at the <laughs> do they reset it with like one of those like mallets where they just kind of hit it back into place i don't know because i was on ketamine oh yeah you don't high. know how they did it I was associating and they told tom to leave the room while they did it they're like you don't want to see this it's pretty gruesome oh my god i'm looking so at they, this one with the pins oh my look at the pins yeah show them oh the pins oh my this is god great. bro <laughs> so they put all that that fucking hardware in my leg and the guy was like oh this is just god. so you know you're signing this consent form that when you leave you're gonna have all this metal in you i was like yeah yeah of course i want to walk do you just put it in let's get on with things I gotta go fucking see my kids. You and Tom are twinsies now. I know. I know. God damn. So it so they gave me an epidural in my my ass. It lasted for two days. So I got to walk around with this like two bags of drugs and I I learned how to use crutches and then all that fucking shit. And then I got a scoot scoot, which is way better now. But um Wow, so it's, that sucked. Hmm? so it's almost bittersweet that uh that Tom <laughs> broke half of his body in december because you guys were prepared for this yeah like he knew we all we both knew what to expect and he was a great nurse to me and and i was like okay i know the pain's coming like once the epidural wears off i'm like oh this is gonna suck and i was just bracing myself but then it, it was like okay it kind of lit up at night it felt like my leg was on fire at night but then i just took some oxys and i was done because I feel like contractions are fucking way crazier. Like for me, like your, you know, your cervix dilates from this to 10 centimeters and your body is like opening and you push something out of you. That to me was like, that was fucking crazy. You feel like your insides are getting ripped out. 
So I don't know. I I just said what I'm saying is like scale to childbirth and having kids. I'm like, oh, this ain't fucking shit, homie. Hold Everybody's on. like, you seem in a good mood. I'm like, because it's not it's not it's six weeks. And then I'm on with my life. <laughs> it's not nine months and then a year of like here, taking care of a baby. Get the fuck out here's, fuck out of here. Here's the question, though, you know, because it's yeah. uh, uh, you saying childbirth hurts more. You're willing to do yeah. childbirth again. Would you throw yourself down? Do the, would you throw yourself down the <laughs> stairs again? <laughs> throw myself down the stairs again oh if i had to pick yeah would you like 100 percent. if if no matter in whichever situation you would end up with a new kid which one of these would you rather do oh if i have to end up with a kid at the end of it right like imagine i I would rather yeah like just imagine like uh uh you know like rewind two years or three years before julian was born and they're like all right in order to give birth to julian you can either do it via traditional childbirth or we could shatter your leg in six places. Hey, here's the deal. <laughs> I also added pregnancy and childbirth because pregnancy is nine months of torture. And then the culmination is childbirth. That combined, that length of torture is what I'm saying is harder than six weeks on crutches. I rehab, I twit, you know. So I would rather do, yeah, break my fucking leg, dude, and put pins in it and let me lay down. I nap all day. My life's been great. I hate to say it, but like, it's like a mom staycation. I sleep a lot more than I've ever slept. People bring me food. I don't have to do shit. By the way, last night, Julian cried. Tom heard it. That was weird and had to go deal with it. And I got to sleep. I highly recommend doing this, ladies. If you want just like a break, just go ahead and throw yourself down the stairs. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Oh my god. But it has god. been nice. And some of these were cut like that post surgery picture. Oh, show that the so there's my little oh meat my, stick. This oh is my god. This is one week post op. So this is the side meat. That's where they cut. They put bolts in there. And then show the back meat. That one's really gnarly. Yeah, that one. So I'm gonna have some fucking cool scars. Hell yeah. Any you meat. Oh I'm gonna god. get some tats, Any. What are we gonna get? Hey, you getting a spider <laughs> down there, baby? Let's go. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I think I have to get a tattoo now, right? Because it's going to be gnarly. That'd be pretty rad. What? Yeah. yeah. You want to brainstorm on what to get on there? <laughs> uh, like a, a traditional butterfly, maybe? <laughs> no, something like childbirth is way worser. Or like a vagina with a with crowning head of a baby head coming out of a snatch, maybe? Uh, yeah. Just- <laughs> Just words. I'd rather be birthing. <laughs> no, the other way around. I'd rather break the shit again than pregnancy. Break my other but leg. Break my. <laughs> How are you two knuckleheads? I miss you two. Yeah, we miss you too, Gene. <clears throat> I, I miss watching you eat lunch. Oh, it's all dude energy, huh? It is super macho. We were just talking about uh, what, what it would be like if we all. Uh, moved in together <laughs> the other day, and it was like it it's tragedy it's it's yeah. daily tragedy because we're, there's no one to balance us out yeah we're just like hey what would how much would you hate this it's just how our lunch conversations are now kind of geared towards <laughs> hey how much would you want to kill yourself if you did this the answer a lot <laughs> immediately <laughs> so do you think that living together would be the worst possible thing 
Yeah. yeah. Yes. I wouldn't say the worst possible For most thing. of us. It's like we figured out like who was, who would be the worst roommate to who, who would be the best roommate to who, and it's... It I can tell you bad. right now. Yeah. What, yeah. what are your predictions? What do you think? I, okay, here's the deal. I think that Chris Larson is probably an ideal roommate because right he's quiet that. as a... Yeah, quiet as a mouse. There he is. There he is. I didn't even know he was in the room. Chris, did you see that, dude? See how nice I talk about you? I didn't even know you were there. I'm flattered. I love you. I think you're clean. I bet you cook and like you might leave leftovers for your roomies. You obviously have a high. Yeah, you have a high tolerance for stuff like you live with a a mouse right now. It doesn't bother you. He hasn't been around in a minute, so I don't know. Yeah, I think for Chris, it's more of a nightmare to live with you two. 100%. 100%. Yeah, we, we determined that he would have the worst deal out of us all. He would for hate sure. it the most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would be the first one to lock himself in his room where it'd be like, oh shit, you have a roommate named Chris? Like, you'd be the one that's just like, oh shit, I didn't know you were here, dude. Yeah, he just makes himself invisible to not deal with you. Now, here's my question because I can't, I can't determine. So, any, okay, between Nadav and any, Nadav is obviously the sloppier, messier creator because i too am a sloppy messy person and i I game recognize game yep 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 now any because he doesn't doesn't eat much and doesn't produce much you know what i'm saying like i feel like any probably doesn't create so much mess because a he doesn't eat a lot like he doesn't he doesn't do that he doesn't create trash like he probably just goes in his room and plays video games and like people feed him for the most part, yeah, you you got that right on on the mess. That that wouldn't be my issue. But we determined that I'd probably be the most annoying to everybody, because I'm loud <laughs> as shit, and I just kind of do what I do, and I don't worry about you know. Oh, you're sleeping. Oh, you got to wake up in two hours. Oh, <laughs> poor you. I'm gonna play my games, and you're gonna hear them in your room. It's okay. Put headphones on. Whatever you need to do. You know. What I'm yeah. I'd come in. I'd be like, Hey, wow. Eddie, can you just turn the bass down a little bit, buddy? I just nah. gotta. <laughs> That's the only knob I got. It's just bass. More bass. That's all I could do. <laughs> Sorry, chief. Yeah, I'd, wow. I'd be. I'd be the worst for sure. You're but, uh, that guy. I'm, I'm I didn't realize guy. you were. Yeah, but but it's only because like I I also room my I I live with people like that. You know that are just that could party all day if they wanted to. So oh it's my like, God, I kill myself. So, so I don't, I don't, I'm never like an asshole because I don't room with, room with people that I would be an asshole too. But yeah, gotcha. if we did, I'd, I'd be that guy. Yeah. I feel like there would See, always I, be someone that you don't know that's in your apartment if any's your roommate. There's always oh just like, oh, my hey, God. hey, this is my friend Stacy. Yeah. You know, I met her at the supermarket or like whatever the fuck. Or like, hey, here's Kevin. Like, he likes the game. Yeah. It's just like, what are we? I just want a night. I just want a night without strangers in my apartment. Yeah, but it's like, <laughs> yeah. but it's like, hey, you get new friends for free. You got girls. You know what I'm saying? Like, what? What's the problem? What's the problem? I don't know. So, like, so there's two nightmare scenarios happening between you and any Nadav. I see it as being filth or noise. Uh, yeah. It's 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 the. I I feel like the lack of privacy is what would irk me the most in living with any. Where it's just like I don't have any time yeah. to recharge by myself. There's just always people here. Oh, it'd be I'd it'd be that he's like our, our levels of so being social would not match up. Yeah, oh, I would kill myself. Definitely, my my thing with with him is that he would be he'd be that guy that would like you'd make the list of rules of the house and shit. Oh. And be like you gotta 
Showers can't be more than 25 minutes. I would, oh my God. No, I so would not. It. You would N- so Nadab do does it. the fucking chore wheel. Yeah. No, it would be an uh. unspoken list. And if you didn't follow it from memory, then I would just start holding an invisible grudge against you. Oh, you're that guy. <laughs> He's that guy. We, we, yeah. would, we would be the most like, I was thinking because I've been watching Bad Girls Club. I don't want to get into that. But I'm just saying, <laughs> I've been unironically Bad watching Girls Bad Club. Girls Club. <laughs> It's the worst show. It was ever. a good show. That I, I watched it. it beginning, yeah. I love it, but um, it it like always has yeah. me thinking about that now. Like, what if something was a reality TV show? If this was yeah. a reality TV show, all of us living together, it would blow. Nightmare. It would be the funniest thing ever. But we would kill each other by by the end. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I would take Nadab over any. Okay, number one. Okay, number one <laughs> is Chris what? Larson as a roommate. Take Obviously, Nadab number one. Oh, you would take me as a roommate over any. Like, if I have to choose who to live with, number one, Chris Larson. He's obviously the most sensible yeah. choice. Yeah, it's a good choice. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. So it's normal. Yeah. <laughs> number two, I go with Nadav because I can handle filth. Filth is like whatever. We hire a cleaning lady. Exactly. We split the bill. We're same frequency. <laughs> Yeah, like we fuck off. You come home. You just go to your room. I go to my room. We don't talk a lot. Any socializing and noise would make me want to blow my fucking brains out. Oh, that man. that social thing. Oh, yeah. you broke your leg. You gotta sleep right now. Oh. <laughs> it's a fucking party. Have a beer. Fucking Jesus Christ. Dick. You fucking dick. Man, no love in your heart, huh? No fucking love. All right, the let's get to some. Park pussy. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Now that I'm on this fucking scoot scoot, I shred on this thing. It is didn't, dope. Didn't you thought you were going to uh, decorate that baby? What, what happened? Oh, this shit's already. Listen, Ooh. the video's going to come out. You're going to see. I, I, I went to Nordstrom yesterday with Tom, and it was just the star. The bell of the ball is my scoot scoot. Because here's the irony. I was, I was just in the airport laughing at somebody on one of these. And now look, I'm I'm on one. Now so you're on I've an decided, episode of Pimp My Scoot oh, Scoot. <laughs> yeah, I'm so embarrassed. So I figure, why not go big? And I covered it in flowers and rainbows. And you'll see, it's got some special, special items. <sighs> well, I'm so glad that you guys are having productive lunchtime discussions. Yeah, we need you back in our lives, G. I know, I know, it's coming. So, so July 16th, I get my little, my little meat biscuit checked. Mm. And if I she if the doctor gives me the green light, I can get off these fucking I'm going to throw up crutches <laughs> and get back to life, get back all, out there, you know. So it's only a six weeks sentence, and I'm halfway through my six weeks. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah, we're almost there. So here's some follow ups from the last episodes. By the way, what a killer episode with Kalila. Um, yeah. I just adored her and Leanne Kreischer. Shout out to both of those ladies. And how funny is Kalila just makes me crazy. They call me licks, she said, because <laughs> she gave blowjob. And she's just so stunning. And Leanne, too, so funny. I'm so lucky. Um, also, I want to give a shout out to fucking. Have you guys seen that show Hacks yet? Yeah. On HBO? Yeah. With God damn. God damn. And Hannah Einbender. Einbinder. Yeah. It's been Einbinder. A, it's been it's been a fun watch. Man, I am so in love with that show. So I've been, I asked you guys for recommendations on Instagram. Thank you so much. So many of you recommended great stuff. I'm getting into it. But Hacks is so great. And that Hannah Einbender, who plays the, the younger comic, is so talented. So shout out to both of them. Is it Jean Smart, who's the older yeah. comedian lady? Yeah. 
God damn, it's based on Joan Rivers, the character. And if you Ooh, ever want to, it's a hundred percent Joan. I mean, I don't think they're going to say that, but um, if you really want to know what the stand-up world is like for women, that it is like spot on. It is fucking spot on. It's they do such a great job. So there's that. Number two, follow-ups. You know, I I've been really seeing a lot of these fat models on uh, everything lately. Uh, and I, you know, I like. Oh, did you hear that Victoria's Secret? Let, let, let's segue into that. Did I send you that Victoria's Secret thing? Did you fucking know? Did you know Victoria's Secret? So they've been going under for a minute. I guess the angel thing has kind of just had its moment. Victoria's Secret has is now replacing their models with <laughs> like inspirational female role models. Would you mind Googling it, Nadav? Uh, just type like Victoria's Secret new campaign. Um, so they're replacing hot, hot, hot models with like regular ladies that achieve a lot. <laughs> Which I, you know, hey, I get that. Yeah, but like they're not, they're not hot. You know what I mean? Like I want to see Victoria's Secret swaps angels for what women want. Will they buy it? Well, let's see. So these are women who are accomplished in, in various fields and they're not necessarily model-esque. Um, my bet is no, it's not going to make me want to wear it. I don't want to look like that. That's the fucking problem. Okay. Uh, when I put on Victoria's Secret bra, I want to pretend like I'm still 23 years old and I got rock hard abs and my tits are a perfect 34 C and I haven't had two kids. I, I don't want to look like I do. That's what I look like. In, in underwear. <laughs> you know, I want to aspire to something greater. I don't know. Why, I don't know what this movement is. I mean, I guess we're trying to make everybody feel involved, but it just look when I see a beautiful when I see a woman who's more beautiful than me and who's perfect, I don't think to myself. I feel bad about me. I'm shitty. I feel like, oh, that's something to aspire to. Like, I'm going to go work out today because I'm going to labor under the delusion that one day I can look like her. Yeah. <laughs> like, it makes me want to do better. That's the point of your heroes so that you look up to something. Mm -hmm. But not anymore. <laughs> right? Like, athletes. <laughs> do you hate athletes because they're better than you at basketball or running or, or whatever? No. That, you that, go, I want to be like them. That is a solid point because I've always felt like uh, I felt like that's always why I didn't like baseball or golf. It's just like, look, if I could play this shit, it's not a sport. Yeah. And everybody <laughs> can fucking play golf or bowl right. or whatever or darts. And, and, and if you're not fucking. And if you could be these models, then clearly this is not high end fashion bras. Right. <laughs> like that's the, yeah. that's the connection. That's what I'm saying. And, and what's wrong with being genetically gifted that you're beautiful. That's a gift. Beauty is a gift. So we should celebrate beauty. That's also part of the female experience is being beautiful. Some women are, some women are not big Ugh. fucking deal. So they're having regular ladies in these ads. Now too? Just kidding. I don't mind the pregnancy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that's okay. Well, I don't know. I mean, at the same time, if you're shopping for maternity wear, you want to see how what it looks like on a pregnant woman, so then I go, okay, that's cool. Because you guys need like maternity bras and stuff, because your mm -hmm. the, the tits get all big during preg mm -hmm. during pregger season. Yeah, this is the but guy like, that's making I them. I don't fucking know who that is. This is Victoria. That's Victoria. Can <laughs> I tell you how Victoria's Secret could have saved their fucking line? Don't don't eat, don't mess with regular looking women. You should have gotten trans women, like the hottest trans women you could find. 
and make those the next angels. I think that would have saved. I'm just letting you know. That would have been like zeitgeist, right? Because then I'd be like, oh my gosh. Yes, queen. Or whatever they say. Man, free consulting advice from Christina P, everybody. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> okay, here we go. So this is about fat models. Hi, mommy. Just a quick thought on fat models. I too have noticed a lot more chunky ladies modeling clothes for my favorite brands. And at first I viewed them as companies jumping on the whole bandwagon as if they as if they were a white actor taking responsibility for being white. That's that stupid. Um, remember that video that was playing around the pandy where they were like, I take responsibility. All the Hell actors yeah. <laughs> were very serious about uh, taking personal responsibility for racism. But I recently had the realization that these companies are merely reacting to the fact that our country is fat as fuck. 42% of this country is obese. And I think clothing companies realize that if they put their clothes on fat ladies, they would sell more simple capitalism. Realizing this made me feel less annoyed when I see models with bodies that I usually only see at the water park. I love you and hope your body heals quickly. Lily. Thank you. So interesting point. Maybe it is a, but then again, Americans have been obese. Um, the majority of Americans for how many we've already known this for what, two decades now. So this is not new news. Um, I tend to think that they're using wokeness. They're trying to lean into this trend to sell you more stuff. I, I really don't, uh, I don't know. Advertising works by making you feel inferior uh, to sell you things you don't need, right? So you have to make the, the larger person feel inferior by putting a skinny model up. That's how the whole system works. So you go, oh, I want to look skinny. I'm going to buy that thing. But whatever, interesting point, perhaps, perhaps. I just want to take a moment to say thank you for always acknowledging what absolute shit turds little boys can be. I have two boys, four and 21 months, and while I adore them, they can be such little turds. I love that you talk about this because I feel like people just don't talk about it. My friends who have girls don't get it, and even my friends who only have one boy don't get it. When you have multiple little boys, they gang up on you, break things at an alarming rate, and at times just flat out beat the shit out of you. I love these little guys more than anything in the world, but they're assholes. Every time you or even Tom talks about this, it helps me feel a little less crazy because I know I'm not the only one going through this. Thank you for always keeping it real. Keep behind tight, mommy, Jess L. Yeah, I know, Jess. You know, um, I've also noticed since when Tom gets home from being off the road, the fucking minute he comes in the door, the boys are like, sit on the couch, sit on the couch. I want to jump on you. And then Ellis will jump up on both knees and just jump right into his lap and fucking slam him. And then Juju gets on top of him, pulls his beard. Like they are savage. They just broke into this room uh, yesterday, fucked up this camera, had to call a guy to come fix that. They fuck up everything all the time. Jesus. All yeah. the time. I was, uh, I was actually hanging out with my siblings this weekend. And oh, I'm sorry. How'd that go? No, no, no. no. It's, I mean, it kind of, oh. it, it was all right. It was bittersweet, but they were reminding me <laughs> what a little shit I was when I was growing up. You were? Yeah. Well, apparently my, my biggest bit was punching people in the nuts. And so they'd be like, Hey, Nadav, do you Wrong remember when you punched shit. uncle Marvin in the nuts? I'm like, not really. <laughs> And they're like, well, <laughs> you also did it to Goofy at Disneyland, and you did it to pretty much any adult until like, <laughs> until it was really beaten into you that you weren't allowed to do that. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, too, is that, you know, it takes time to, tr what you're doing with children is you're civilizing the savage. So when they come out, you come out in the world, you don't know what is left, what is right. You don't know how to wipe your ass. 
you have to be told everything. So you're, it's the civilizing, the civilizing process just takes time. So just because somebody's five or six doesn't mean they don't always act. He, you know, Ellis for the most part is a good kid, but you, you get They're going to fuck shit up for a while, man. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's, it's they inherent. Shit up. Yeah. You have to, it's inherent. yeah, you have to fuck things up. Well, and I think too, you have to factor that into the cost of your life when you're a parent. Um, you know, I have this lovely ice maker now I did. And it's fuck, it fucked up, ruined already. I had to call the guy yesterday to fix that. Cabinets already fucking slammed open, slammed them shut, they're gone. Done. Now, is that from the kids tearing them open or of you course, tearing them open? Of course. No, no. That's, that's, that's my own shit. <laughs> I just destroyed something too recently. Yeah. I, I've, been, I've been a little easier on the items around the house because I, I don't get around as much. I've been using my grabber though. You know, the um, handicap grabber, you the grabby, the gra- you got the grabber, the grabby. I, you, I should have brought the did grabby. You, did you use that before the ankle break or that's the post ankle break thing? <laughs> of course. So the grabby I used when I was super pregnant with the first kid, I learned about the grabby. It's what like old people use. I've seen you, the you Google on Amazon. Yeah, it's the best, dude. Let me tell you, if you're super pregnant and there's a point where you can't bend over when you're pregnant and pick things up. So I would just drop things and leave them on the floor for hours until Tom would come home and be like, why is there, <laughs> there's the gravy. Like, why, why is there, why are there so many napkins on the floor? Why is there a cup on the floor? I'm like, cause I can't pick it up. So you get one of these grabbies and some of them are so, so specific. They yeah. can pick up like tiny little flecks of you, hair. And you have quite a bit of experience with this. Which grabby would you recommend Christina <laughs> to the people with shattered legs at home? <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you if you're pregnant okay I, I like the um the blue one it's got a blue plastic and the blue one. Ooh, oh, that wait, one. holy That's shit the one. these things have fucking yeah. magnets on them too oh bro they're dope I'm holy telling you, bro, like, shit i might you can wanna, pick up i might get one of these <laughs> no, stop it, no. that was crazy <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to let yourself get that out of control but you could pick up change and shit with these. That's how detailed they are. Yeah, if you don't pick up a cent, you're not worth a cent. That's what I learned. That's your, up. that's your motto. You don't pick up a cent, you're not worth a cent. Wow, that's that's rough, huh? That's what we're taught. That's what Jesus we're taught growing Christ. up. <laughs> Such an animal. Okay, well, here's another follow-up. This is fucking hilarious. On a recent episode, you and Native were talking about cheap, shitty one-time meals you had. One time back in college, I was broke and had zero food except for a package of ground venison. I'm from the Midwest, deer hunter, not uncommon around here. Well, it was dinner time and I was hungry. So I said, fuck it and cooked it up just like some ground beef, threw in some seasoning, ate it out of a bowl, basically hamburger helper without the helper. To this day, I stand by that decision. I really don't think it was that odd, especially given the circumstances. But my roommate still brings it up every once in a while, acting like I'm some savage for eating a bowl, just a bowl of meat. <laughs> I, I love your thoughts on this. I'm just saying, if you're broke and all you have to eat is a pound of ground meat, try it out. <laughs> From John. John, I will tell you that I pretty much make this meal for myself all the time. I, I love Korean food. So what I do is I put ground beef or ground pork in a pan and I just put some, some seasonings, some Korean seasonings in there. And then I mix that up and then I stir fry veggies and I pretty much eat a bowl of meat with veggies a lot. That's, that's a great meal. No, that's some kimchi. 
Yeah, but you're yeah. but you, you know that's fine. I mean, you're describing like a fajita bowl, you know? Like that's like there, yeah. there's a name for that. This guy is just heated up meat with with some Seasoning. salt? Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> a meat bowl. <laughs> yeah. You're, you yours is a little different. You 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 brought out a cutting board, right? <laughs> I did. I think Joe Rogan just eats these, right? Just meat bowls, venison bowls. Yeah, some venison, some elk. Well, when you think about it, I mean, our our primal ancestors, right? This is how we ate as human beings, probably, for the longest time. Just whatever the fuck we could find over fire. True. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. mean, but you know what? That that's a, that was a pretty good excuse back then. You don't really yeah. have to, you know, go to <laughs> go to a grocery store, go down the the aisle and get some McCormick's, uh, you know, a uh, 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 ground up granular garlic. Uh, how about some well, that's, good. some onion yeah. salt? You know, a couple things that Ooh. just just a little bit of stuff will make maybe a couple strands of saffron. Like all this stuff mm. will just elevate your simple food game. Do you even cook? Do you cook sometimes? Fuck yeah, dude! I go through phases. What are you cooking right now, homie? Um, uh, making some steak. I just bought some uh some scrimp uh that I'm gonna oh, turn into good. a little you know a little garlic scampi type thing. It's exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like good to treat myself you. sometimes. Good for you. Yeah, I had a lady come and do my nails. Um, she did my meat stick and, and this, so I don't feel like such Ooh, a third ass. You're, get, you're getting your, your meat sticks painted too? Yeah, because I was like, oh, I can't look at a broken meat stick with these haggard, tired, ratchet nails. So I had the lady come and, and she decorated my meat stick. So now she's going to come back in a week too. <laughs> Makes me feel like a lady. Did you get a special theme? To let, oh let, let's see them. Put, put them up. Look to at the, the party vibes, bro. Oh hell yeah, who's, dude! Who's bummed out? It's a party. I'm on my mom, my mom's vacation. It's a six week vacation where I lay around, and I watch cartoons with the kids. It's fucking been great. Don't tell anybody, but I really enjoy being injured. It's been fantastic. People just bring me food. They just scream and they help me out. This Ooh, is the most gotta, relaxed I've been. We got to upgrade you to like a little bell that you could just dingaling whenever you need something. <laughs> Save those folks. <laughs> Yeah, this is actually probably the best time I've had in a long time. A few years. And I'm not complaining. I did have to put out last night with Mr. Segura, and that was terrifying. Um, but we'll get into that on YMH. Ooh, all right. <laughs> yeah. That's the one. You got to pay the piper at some point. It's been two whole weeks, so he was pretty backed up. Okay. Let's do some what would... Um... Oh, we got some uh, follow-up voicemails, Ooh. too. Oh, oh, yeah, good. Let's do that. Hell, yeah. Um... Yeah, you motherfucker. Hey, Hitler, it's Audrey. <laughs> I just wanted to say I heard Native talking about using his clippers on his pubes and mm. use Tom's clippers on your pubes. It's a game changer. It is amazing. Mm. Just got to be a little careful, but it's half the time, no razor burn. Clippers are men's secret. Do it. Try it out. And yeah, that's all for now. But just thought I mean, I'd say that. All right, bye. Wait, she's saying you use me Tom's clippers on my meows. That's what I heard. Am I hearing that wrong? <laughs> well, let me tell you, because of this accident, I've got full seventies mom bush down there right now. Like I can't exactly, I don't, I can't exactly. Like I sit in the fucking shower. Um, ugh. I'm afraid of putting that. You, you do hair clippers on your nuts, Nadav? Um, look, I'm not going down there with scissors. I mean, I feel like the hand-eye coordination, like you're much more easier to uh, 
to snag or tear shit open. Yeah, I just kind of get uh, clippers and like I just kind of hover next to it. But like, I remember seeing some comments are like, "No, bro, you gotta like stretch that shit and cause tension." It's like, dude, I'm not, I'm not contorting my <laughs> balls to shave them. I'm just gonna. I love that people comment like, "No, you fucking idiot! Yeah, you fucking dumb dumb!" Doing it wrong, yeah. Like it's public discussion. It's so funny. What is wrong with the world? Wait, okay. I don't know if I want to put it on my mouth. I mean, I'll I'll try anything once, but. Well, the thing that I'm hearing is she right. said use toms, which is uh uh-uh, uh don't do that. Toms. Yeah, she toms yeah, she's, facial thing. Yeah, or, no, like, is the one I use just the peanut. Like she's saying, I mean, from what I'm hearing is she's saying the one that he uses for his head because he shaves his head, use that. Yeah. No, you don't do that. That's bad. Don't don't you don't mix. Don't you, you don't, don't even, it is bad. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> shit. <laughs> you sound just like him. You're right. You are becoming Tony Jones. I, I told you once you guys uh, once you guys kick me out of this place, that's it for me. I'm just I'm go straight to jail. Get a DUI, baby. You already know. <laughs> but. Woo! But you, you, you never use clippers, even on your own hair, like your head, and then on your nuts. You don't do that. That's so. So Tom mix. has two hair clippers. He yeah. has he has a big one, like a big one that he does his head, and then he uses the peanut, the smaller one, for like the neck trim up. So I'm thinking she's saying, use the peanut on your meow, but that peanut is very powerful, and I would fucking lacerate my vag. I'm not really. I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, and also, I mean, if he's using it on his neck, don't put it on any private parts. Like, get one that's just dedicated to private parts. <laughs> yes, 100%. Let me tell you, I'm kind of okay with the traditional razor. I get the Dollar Shave Club. I'm such a huge fan. I know they don't even sponsor the show, but I'll shout out to Dollar Shave Club. And you feel like a queen because you just change out the razor every time. It's nice and fresh. And, you know, they rip you off with women's razors just because they make it pink. They charge you fucking $14 for a disposable razor for women. It's just silly. Dollar Shave Club, you get a man's razor and they just, you know, use the fucking freshie. I always thought they were more expensive because they got that moisturizer thing on it. The little strip. I mean, that's a load of horse nuts, too. I mean, who cares if it has it? You just you use a foaming cream anyways to to do your meow. Yeah, that's right. They just charge women. It's that pink tax is what that's called. They charge you more because they make it pretty. Um, Okay, so you guys help me out on this one. This is interesting because I'm not sure what to tell this girl and you guys are boys. So help me out. Hey, Jeans, I've been with my boyfriend for four years. I'm 26 and he's 31. I want to move in with him soon, get married and have kids, but he's not ready. He's a mama's boy and not the greatest with money. So he keeps stalling. He's a great guy, caring, loving and good with kids. I love him, but I'm sick of waiting. I also live with my grandparents, but have enough money to move out. So I'm wondering, what would you do? Piss on me, beat me and you bet I'm coming up in may love you lexi so here's the deal guys they've been together for four years she's 26 and he's 31 she's ready to move forward doesn't sound like he is what's going on boy after four years he's not ready to move in i mean that that feels a little like that's like uh i feel like the only time that's really okay is like if you're in college and you're like oh yeah you know it's we're both seniors and we've been going out for four years and you know, I'm in college. Like, it'd be weird to live with a chick for my last year of college. That I understand. But she's 26 and he's 31. And he's still living at home with mommy. 
That sounds like a serious. Wait, wait, is it saying that he's living at home with mom or is that he's a mommy's boy? Hold on, let's see. Hold he keeps stalling. He's see. a great guy. Yeah, because that would really change things. Yeah, if he, if he's living with his mom, I mean, get get rid of him. I think. Well, it says he's a mommy's boy and not the greatest with money, so he keeps stalling. <laughs> it does, no, I'm sorry, I I misread that. So he's a mommy's boy and not the greatest with money, so he keeps stalling. I mean, listen, this this is going to sound really harsh okay well, i think my, i'm about my... to agree with you christina yeah. <laughs> i'm pretty sure i am too because I, I yeah i feel like i got the same answer Let, let's hear it <laughs> okay because i don't want to break her heart you know i i listen if you're telling me he's a mama's boy and he's not great with money but i want to live with him and make children with him why he's a mama's boy which means you're always going to be number two or three on the call sheet especially after you have children you're never going to be priority and he's lousy with money well that's a huge problem so it looks like you're dealing with a, a man child who doesn't want to grow up ding 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 yeah ding. so don't make babies with a man who isn't yet a man now it's a perfectly fine if you want to be the guy who's 31 and he's living a adolescence until his 40s and fine fine but then don't rope a, a woman into this lifestyle because that's not fair Right. It's uh, what should she do? So what does she do? Basically, you got first of all, you have to know what you said that you're dealing with a mom's boy, you're dealing with a kid. So are you cool with that? If you are, get ready to lead because you're going to have to lead mm. this train. You're going to have to rope him in, tell him what you want, make it clear that this is how it is. And if you don't, I mean, if, if you don't like it, then I'm out because this is, this is what it has to be for me to move forward. So and if he loves you, if he likes you, he's going to do it. Solid advice. A hundred percent. You know, Tom and I are watching couples therapy on Showtime. It's such a great show. And there's this ball buster woman. And she's like, you are worthless. You're not doing anything around the house. You're lazy. Like she's chastising this husband. And I'm like, oh, that's a type. Like there's certain men who are maybe like more beta energy and they really respond well to the woman who's like, you're fucking lazy. Get up, do this, do that. Like, that's who goes with beta male is a bossy ass woman. And that's who that works with. So yeah, you, you're 26. If you want to do it, then you're right. You have to do what any is saying. Maybe give him an ultimatum. You got to, you got to whip his nuts into shape, but no, just know this is your life with this man because he's not acting like a man. You're going to, you're going to have to grow him up in addition to your kids. And that's going to be very frustrating. But if you're up for it, well, go ahead, be my guest. Be my guest, because I was telling Tommy last night, you know, again, this is not politically correct, but this is just I'm sorry, the reality. If you're a cisgendered, uh, you know, heterosexual couple, 90 percent of the time, the woman has to feel safe with a man. OK, I have to feel like I can be pregnant, vulnerable, have my babies, take care of my babies. I have to know that my man is able to take care of the outside world, so that I can take care of the inside world. Right. He's got to be capable he's got to be out there hustling doing keep holding it down so that i can hold down the inside so when a woman doesn't feel that that he's he's holding it down for her then she gets insecure and it's like the whole dynamic is off you know and then it makes the woman more aggressive more hyper aggressive <laughs> like this woman she's gonna have to ramp it up yeah that's the thing to is like yeah. for sure that's it's gonna turn into uh hostility and and conflict yeah. 
a lot because I mean I I, I agree um, that biologically women weren't I don't think supposed to do all of that because that's Can't. too much. That's too no much bandwidth. at once. You, you got to deal with your future that you're trying to build and try to build a man's future at the same time and help him support mm -hmm. you. Like what, what, what's happening? What, too I got much. too much to think about. But on the other hand, I've known so many guys in my life who nicest guys in the world and they're with the biggest bitches because it makes their dicks hard. I think somewhere, somehow, these men must love getting their nuts squashed by a woman. That's the only reason I can see that a man would tolerate being called weak. You're weak. You're not doing anything. You're lazy. Maybe it makes his dick hard. I don't know. For sure. Right? I mean, why, why would a man stay with a woman like that? So yeah, if he, I told Tommy, could you imagine me telling my husband, Tom Segura, Tom Segura, you're weak. You're a pussy. You don't do anything. You're lazy. I mean, yeah, uh -oh. I imagine that's why you got that leg going on, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you'd break your other leg. <laughs> that's what Tommy said. He got to break your other leg if you talk to me like that. I say, yeah, because you're you're you, you're a responsible alpha male. You're a fucking man. He doesn't know? need it. Yeah, he, he doesn't need that direction. He would, you know, he's doing it already. I yeah. don't have to. And I don't want I don't have that need in me to chastise him. I don't do that. He, I don't have to. I can be a woman. He can be a man. I take care of the babies. He can do what the fuck he wants. Right. Anyway, interesting. Interesting, guys. Very good. Yeah. Good. Thank I, th you. I think good you're help. right on the money, though. At first, it's like, I don't think you want this. Like, you, I think you're telling yourself you want this, but you probably don't want this. You're just, well, if she's telling me, he's not the greatest with money and he's a mama's boy. And yeah. by the way, the mama's boy, that, pff, listen, there's a natural separation process. When you marry a man, there's a natural process where the, the son and the mother have to separate. It's normal. That is a normal thing. And the son has to take his wife as the primary woman in his life. And that's an adjustment period in any healthy, normal dynamic. But if you're telling me he's a mama's boy, uh-oh, look out. Now you're always going to be jockeying for position with the mother. And that's not how it works. When you get married, the family of origin takes a backseat and now the family you create is the primary family. So he's got to be able to stand up to his mama and say, uh-uh, this is my woman, this is my kingdom, this is the queen, this is the king, this is the babies, that's it. You're going to be fighting with your mother-in-law, too. And that is, Nailing you don't it. want to fight with your mother-in-law. You yeah. don't want to fight with your mother-in-law. And it's, it's not worth it. And if it's like, he's a mama's boy and he's bad with money, you those are both <laughs> going to be huge <laughs> issues in the not-so-distant future. <laughs> you know, the number one, the top reasons people divorce, sex and money. Sex, money. So that's a huge problem. If you guys don't see eye to eye on fucking and cash, forget it. That's a big problem. Big problem. Big problem. Okay. Now, this is an interesting one. You guys can help me with this, too, because this is a dude. This is Evan. He says, I'm a 32-year-old high and tight man that got laid off due to COVID. I have been a salesman in the oil field for years, and I have decided to try and live my dream. Nothing huge. I want to join the fire department. For some reason, I feel inadequate. I know physically I can do it, but something about starting a new career has me shaking. Any advice is welcome. High and tight as hell, Evan. Wow. Oil fields for years. That's crazy salesman. Now, first of all, nothing huge. I think joining the fire department is extremely huge. That is a massive lifestyle change, massive undertaking 
your whole life is going to change. You're going to be sleeping at a fire station. Am, am I right? Like, don't they sleep at the fire station for like four days and then they're home for yeah. three or something? And you're putting your life on the line for other people yeah. as you're, your day job. You're becoming a superhero for half of the week. It's no wonder Nothing you're nervous. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> yeah, like what? It's going to save people's lives. No big deal. I mean, God bless these people. Like when I was laying on the, the stairs and the EMS people came, I was like, I can't believe that there are people that devote their lives to helping people in emergencies. It's pretty miraculous. And it sounds like at least when I've always been nervous in my life to start something, it's because I've really wanted it. When you really, 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 really want it to work and you it has to work, right? And that's when you get really, really nervous and scared. And you go, I can't do it. I'm not good enough. And da, 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 da. But I think, I think anybody that you admire and you look at and they've done it at one time, they were just like you always remember that, that Warren Buffett at one time was not Warren Buffett. He was just some kid in Omaha and all these great athletes and everybody you look up to, they were just people who had a dream like you. And it's normal. It's normal to be scared, but there's this great book I could recommend called Feel the fear and do it anyway. Feel the fear and do it anyway, which is to me like one of my central tenets of existence. Yeah, you can be scared. You can be nervous. So what? Do it anyway. You can be scared and do something. Don't let the fear stop you. What do you guys think? You're dudes. Absolutely. It's if, if you're about to make a life change and you're, it's something that you want to do and you feel afraid, fear is actually probably a good thing. That means that it's going to be a challenge. You're going to be testing yourself. And also, it's, uh, it's supernatural. I mean, what you're describing pretty much is, you know, imposter syndrome. Uh, oh, who doesn't have that Yeah, one? it's like, I don't want to meet the person that doesn't have it. It's And, and if you think that you can physic that physically you can do the job, and everyone, if the team that you join knows that you're new to this, I mean, just be honest with yourself, be honest with your teammates, and just take it one day at a time. I mean, that's really the only way to achieve your shit is don't look at big picture stuff. Just look look at smaller windows, and then goals become way more achievable. Right, much like your hero in Drumline. He shows up. Mm-hmm. He's got the chutzpah. He's got the talent. He knows he can do it. But he's in his own head. He's in his own way. And what happens, Nadav? What do we learn from Drumline? That, you know, you just put one foot in front of the other, you teach yourself how to read music, and sooner than later, you could lead the band. That's right. You could win that. You could win the BET Classic if you just put your mind to it. (laughs) (laughs) Everything is back to drumline. All roads lead to drumline. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know this. You nailed that one, Gene. Any, what about you? What do you think? You're a confident guy. I mean, you guys nailed it. It's uh, if, if you're feeling this, then it makes sense that you're uncomfortable. If you weren't uncomfortable, you would probably be one of the various dudes that we feature on YMH every week because <laughs> they're super confident and ready to do all these crazy things that they absolutely have no capability to do. And uh, you, yeah. it's, it's normal. Feel the fear. Go with it anyway. Do it anyway. Try, 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 and try again. You'll, you'll get it. Mm-hmm. If you love it, you'll, you'll get, get it. it. If that's, you know what's funny? You're right. If you love it, you'll get it. And I never understood that because like people always said that to me in these inspirational books, like you have to love what you do. 
find your passion, right? Like that's the biggest trope is find your passion. And I remember being like, yeah, but what if you suck at your passion? Or like, what if, what if you don't know what your passion is? But the truth of it is like, yes, you have to find the passion. You have to have some competency in your passion too. So it's, look, I could want to be a javelin thrower my whole life and have passion for it. It's never going to happen for me. But the passion mixed with talent is what will get you through the rough times of something. Because for me, being a stand-up comedian for the last 17 years, I would have, I could have given up a thousand times, but my passion for what I'm doing is what gets you through the tough times. That's the only reason that statement makes sense. And I, I wish people would finish that statement of like, follow your passion because things suck a lot and you have to really, really love something to stick with it to get to the other side. And don't be discouraged, firefighter Evan. If it does suck, and if you do suck in the beginning, you're going to suck. You don't know how to fucking run with a hose yet or whatever it is they're going to teach you to do. Oh, my meat stick. Just stick with it. That's great advice, Gene. I know. I'm pretty great today. Huh? <laughs> the, Maybe because the... I'm so rested. Because <laughs> I'm loving my, my injury life. Happier than I've ever been. Everybody's like, you're going to get depressed. Just wait. Wait when you get off those meds. And then I'm like, oh, fucking not so far. It's been great. They're gonna I'm change loving the this same. life. Injured wife, happy life. <laughs> yeah, that's the name of this uh, this episode. I'm giddy, happier than I've ever been. God, I gotta break stuff more. <sighs> okay, you know what? I'm gonna do this question because I feel like I get it. I mean, apropos our last discussion, here we go. Sending a question your way. Uh... I really love how you talk about your times when you and your husband were struggling in the beginning and how you made it through those times. And any comedy life advice would be so greatly appreciated, especially in regards to just sticking it out with clubs and rejection and all the things that can be trying to you. So this life advice for comedians, you know what I can tell you on top of what I just told you about passion and just loving the process. Cause guess what? You're going to become famous. Guess what? You're going to make the money. You're going to be successful. And you still have to do the job of being a good stand-up comedian. Yes, they'll pay to come and see you now, but guess what? You still have to hustle and think of the jokes and do well. So love the work. Don't worry about the results. Don't worry about the results so much. Um, Oh, and number two, have a life. I can't tell you how sad it is when I see comedians or actors or anybody who's just so career, 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 career focused. They forget to get married and have kids. They forget to find a partner in life. They forget friendships. They forget life. Don't worry about it. Cause when you're on your fucking deathbed, like when I was in my ketamine vision, <laughs> when I was getting my leg reset, I wasn't, I wasn't on ketamine going. And by the way, I believe that when you're on these drugs, ketamine acid, it's just your unconscious mind being raised to the forefront because your ego is being suppressed. So the deepest shit that's in your brain just comes out. Cause there's no filter. I wasn't in a ketamine haze going, I got to add more dates to my calendar. I got I got to go make more money. Um, I, I want my um, profile to be raised as a comedian. I wasn't thinking about any of my career. I was thinking about my children and my husband and how blessed I am in my, my life and how much love I have. So don't forget that part. Live your life. Fuck. Fuck show business because sometimes it pans out, sometimes it doesn't. So you may as well have a family to come home to. And you're a lot funnier when you have a life. Believe me, there's nothing sadder than the 50 year old comic who's still talking about partying and shit. And you're like, what? 
go get a life, weirdo. Right? Is there anything weirder than like an older male comic? Like you're not fucking still talking about partying, huh? There's okay. definitely a threshold. There's a threshold where it's just like, uh, oh boy, you're still, yeah. you're still pretending like you're fresh out of college, buddy. Oh shit! What's uh? Just curious, what's that threshold looking like? Like number one? Uh, I'd number say two? you got like maybe <laughs> five to ten more years. Six, 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 six. six. <laughs> Copy that, chief. Copy that. You just turned thirty. Uh, yes, yes, ma'am, thirty. No, you're good. I would I'm say good. if you're okay, because here's my theory. Okay, thirty-five for a man, you get to you get a little bit longer. If you're forty and you're still single and like doing that thing you're in wag territory weird alone guy territory oh shit shit gets weird 10 years because here's why i'll tell you and this is another thing people (laughs) if i can tell you this is this is real talk this is shit your mama didn't tell you i'm gonna tell you right now people who want to get married and have kids and do that life are doing it now in your age group so you've got this first draft pick of women and men who are like, yeah, I want a family. I want to do all these things. And that, so that's your 20s, right? This first draft, this first round. People out of college, high school sweethearts. And sometimes actually that's not always right because then like the college and the high school sweethearts get married and then they divorce by the time they're 28. So not necessarily the best. I'm thinking 28, 30, some early 30. That's like that nice sweet spot. So you've got those first waivers, those eager beavers who wanted to have kids at 23, they're married off. And then you've got like the career people, which is where you guys are. 28 to 30 something. Those are people that are like, Hey, I want to have an established life and then get married and have kids. Now this is also the coasts I'm talking about in the middle of the country. I think it's a different story, but so Annie, you're in that you're right there. But, and, but Nadav and Chris, you guys are right in that beautiful zone, but we're moving to Texas. So theoretically I got like maybe 15, 20 years. Maybe not. <laughs> no, 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 no. The clock said, does not, it, it doesn't reset. No, you get less time. No, it's earlier. <laughs> less time? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Why you got me moving? Oh, man. It's earlier because in Texas and places like the Midwest, they get married even younger than the coasts. So yeah, they get married know, at like 17, right? Um, yeah, well, 20. So you, they'll get kids earlier. Like I'm a really old mom around here. But it's not. Kid, listen, let me tell you something now. There's a lot of hot chicks and hot dudes here. There's a lot of young, hot girls. So we like you guys are going to find. Yeah. You only talked about the hot dudes last time. I'm excited to hear yeah. the other end of that story. Yeah. Well, I'm not looking for girls. I'm only looking at the shirtless guys. But Lindsay, he's been here and he's like, oh, yeah, there's a lot of hot chicks. There's a lot of hot girls. There it is. And you, you guys are going to go out trolling the bars. You're going to find all kinds of I mean, of for at least 10 years, yeah. 10 years. <laughs> Annie, do you think you'll never get married? Seriously? Oh, God. I mean... So <laughs> yeah because it, it, it is Ugh. such a stressful i just think about the rest of my life like yeah. it, it's just little that i would want to do for that amount of time and i I don't i don't know if i could ever find someone that i'm going to be cool with that <laughs> that amount of time i don't know i'm not even cool with myself that amount of time you know what i mean it's, no it's stressful let me present about, it i don't know let me present it to you in a way that makes sense for you because you and i are similar in that we love efficiency like i think yeah. you and i are like, like i don't want to yeah i don't want to take the time to dry myself off because that's a waste of fucking time i could be doing something <laughs> <laughs> eating waste of time 
I just want to do the thing I want to do. No, but Your you love work eating. mode. You love eating and you love flavors. <laughs> but I'm saying for any. This is any's brain. Yeah, eating's I'm, now I'm talking as any. I love to eat. That's the problem. Yeah. So for any, once you because here's the good for men. A lot of people don't talk about this either. For men, the good the good part about getting married is that that shit is squared away. You're done chasing pussy because the pussy's there. You've, you've locked it. So you've got like this huge chunk of energy that you were devoting to chasing women and that pool, like that dick touch need is now squared away. So now you go, oh, that's fucking great. Now I've got all this energy for career and for doing stuff in life that is meaningful to me because now chasing broads, that's settled. We're gone. You know what I mean? Like, that's why men who are married get get look at really successful. I was watching a documentary on Ronald Reagan and Nancy Reagan yesterday who are fucking diabolical. But that's beside the point. And it was like once Ronald and Nancy got together because Ronnie was out banging chicks. He was an actor at the time. He settled down with Nancy, but they both saw they had the same vision of what they wanted. You find the right woman who shares your vision. And now it's like just a rocket ship. Your life becomes so much better and stable because that's that that's a huge instability in a, in a life relationships. I'm, I'm breaking up with somebody. I'm in with this girl. I'm talking to this girl. But then this girl isn't calling back. How much fucking energy are you spending on those stupid DMs? And 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 some bitch doesn't write you back. Some bitch doesn't show up for the fucking date. This one doesn't do that. That one. It's a what's a time suck. It's inefficient. It's a uh, one pussy, one pussy, just one, just that that perfect one. Uh, it's it's funny. Z- uh, shout out to baby Zolo. Zolo was talking about how he just <laughs> uh, he just got out of a semester of college. Right. He just finished finals and everything. And he was oh, saying, good for him. Yeah. And, and he was saying uh, how he was stressed out in like the first week because he couldn't figure out what to do with all of his free time that he had. He was like, this mm. is weird. I'm not used to having free time and he got mm-hmm. he got stressed out and he wasn't sure he just started putting it into random things if i stop chasing pussy that is basically me getting out of call i have no fucking clue where <laughs> i put that energy that's all my life is about <laughs> it's been right about- <laughs> right but any no idea look how but look how smart you are and i know this because i've watched you now you're a very smart guy you're a very driven guy imagine if you put that much more energy into something useful like your career or whatever yeah. the fuck it is. That's but, so much energy. But then I feel like, yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to, I feel like I'm going to keep arguing at this point. Because, yeah, it's. No, let's talk about it. It's interesting. Well, well I, I, I stress about that because I think about, I already dedicate so much of my, my life to work and, and doing good and, and better, getting better. If I put all of it, basically, if I took that energy, the getting pussy energy into mm-hmm. my career, mm-hmm. I don't know what else I'd have but work then at that point. Oh, but you're saying, but I have a, mm. but I have a woman, right? You're saying I have a, this is me. And you would marriage. have a, you would have one girl versus the game of many, many chasing. The chasing just becomes, you put your energy, you're, you're flowering one plant and that thing grows, right? You have your seeds, you plant the seeds and then you're watering this garden. And now you've got this great equity built up in one person, right? And it grows and it grows and you trust and you trust and it gets better and better. Honestly, and I, ha- and I know this is going to be so gross. It's like hearing your mom talk about fucking, but even sex gets better with somebody that you've known for a million years. 
because now you really know each other and you ain't afraid to fucking ask for things. And it's like, it can get better and better and better. The, the, the novelty, you can introduce other things to make it feel new too, right? There's, I don't know, all kinds of outside stuff you can do, but. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Sure. yeah, sex is in the mind. The, the sex is up here, you know? Anyway. And I would also like to point out that there is a third Go option. Ahead. You don't just have to be focused on pussy or your career. There's also hobbies. There's things that make that, that are oh. fun in your life that don't, you know, make you come or money, you know? <laughs> I live in LA. We don't do those things. We, you don't do those things yet. <laughs> yeah. So but in Austin, I will say what I've learned here is that balance because they have hobbies. I have, you know, these guys who are working on my house, they take off at three o'clock and they go on the lake and they do their thing on the lake. And Fucking it's just the culture. Lazy, it's amazing. Lazy asses. Yeah. Can't believe it. <laughs> off at 3 p.m. No, I'm just <laughs> I know at first I was like, what? Get your work. And then I was like, well, what's the big deal? Okay, go off at three. Go have a life. Who gives a shit? I would rather them be on their deathbed going, at least I got to get drunk on the lake before I die instead of working on that crazy lady's house. Yeah, these are facts. These are facts. Facts, homie. Facts. All right, should we do some Pajitsky effects? Ooh, I'm down. You know what? I love you guys so much with these. <laughs> trying to think if i've had any i um i i had this thing where i was i didn't want to get up to go pee in the night because i have to put on this huge boot like a velcro boot and then i have to get on the scoot scoots or my crutches and then crutch to the toilet especially when i first came home from surgery so i was like i'm gonna just get one of these things on amazon where i can pee in the bed like a <laughs> a plastic apparatus and then they arrived like a bedpan like, worse so it's like a, it's like what men pee into, like those plastic containers. Oh yeah, but then yeah, yeah. with like a plastic thing like this that you put up against you, and I was like, oh, I don't, I'm just gonna pee everywhere if I do that. So I was like, fuck it, I'll just torture myself. Okay, here we go. I'm writing from the most frigidly cold place in Canada, aka Newfoundland. Oh dear, the rain is piercingly cold, eighty percent of the year. Oof. And my thought is, instead of getting my shoes wet, summer or winter, I'd rather only get my feet wet and wear flip-flops. <laughs> it has never occurred to me that rain boots existed for the rain until a friend asked if I was fully talked. Thanks for reading. <laughs> so she's saying that it's like freezing cold rain and she was wearing flip-flops? Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I can... So I can vibe with that. That's I, I had the yeah. same thought on a when I was riding a motorcycle at three in the morning, freezing cold on your feet. And I used to just wear like regular shoes and I wore boots <laughs> for the first time. And I'm like, yo, this is like warm. Who's there? I can feel it. Who's there? Is that Ellis? Is that Julian? Sorry, my kids are invading. Where's Who's there? Where's my kids? Where's my kids at? Can you hear that? Yeah. This okay. is me trying to record a podcast. My three-year-old screaming, and then my five-year-old just came in and is peeing in my bathroom. The only thing, can you hear my other son pissing in the toilet? We can't. Are you hear done the in piss. there? This is this is a constant. This is working from home. Oh, you just flushed. Thanks, Alice. Hey, Scram, I love you. Okay, I'll be there in a minute. Let's have lunch. Can you close the door, bud? LJ. Can you close the door, buddy? Close the door, sweetie. Close my bedroom door, okay, baby? Close the door on the way out. 
Thanks, Ken. Six Exhausted. times you say that. Six, Six times. times. It's like they get to an age where you can tell them what to do and they follow directions. It takes a while. Injured what wife, happy life, baby. It's the best. Look at that. Did you see that? I didn't have to do shit. I was like, take them away. Let's go eat lunch. See you later. Mom loves you. Such an asshole. Ooh, so I got some okay. uh, some voicemail Pajitsky effects. Oh, oh, let's do those. Even better. Yeah. Yeah, go for it. Hey, Hitler. So I have a Pajitsky effect, and it only happened until after I heard a conversation on Dr. Drew. So I'm two months postpartum and found that I just can't wipe enough browns. I constantly have streaks. Mm. I mm-hmm. am assuming that it's something that has happened since having a baby. Now, I have always been a stand-up wiper. Always, oh. always have been thought sitting down was absolutely ridiculous because you could accidentally get your hand in toilet water and that's disgusting. Well, I decided to sit down and wipe after hearing this conversation on Dr. Drew After Dark. And wouldn't you know it, I can actually get a better reach and things are significantly less streaky. This has not always been the case. I've always gotten compliments on having a nice, clean bum hole, but being able to actually get in there and wipe brown the right way is just a total game changer. Mm. So keep in mind. Thank you for sharing. Love the show. Thank you for sharing. Now, any, are you a stand wiper? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm a stand wiper. This uh-huh. entire control room stands up while wiping. I don't understand how she could get a better reach when she's sitting down. What, yeah. what is, what is your arm fucking growing? She's, she's wiping so... wrong while standing up is what's happening. You guys are so dumb. So it's so easy. Okay, first of all, if you spread the cheeks, then you can get better angleage angle. So all you do, it's super simple because I'm a sit down wiper too. You just put one cheek up, kind of, and then there you go. Better yet is if you have a bidet. Now, I know what she's talking about because postpartum, everything's all loosey-goosey down there, and I was streaking up hard, too. Get yourself a tushy. Get yourself a bidet. uh, Let the water do most of the work for you, and then you're going to have an even nicer cleanup, an even nicer cleanup. No need to suffer. That's great advice. Don't change the way you wipe. Just get a bidet. Yeah. Everybody needs to have one. Everybody needs to have one. How do you live without it? I can't do it. I, I don't think. Uh, I don't think it would be good for me to do it with the way that I do things in there. I don't think it would make sense. You squat yeah. on top of the toilet like a like an Asian mm-hmm. man. That's what they do in Asia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But how did you start that habit? I have zero idea. I, I think it was instinct because I didn't learn it mm. from anyone. Like I didn't look at anyone doing it. I just did it. It just felt right. So and it does, it actually. I, I would argue that that's the proper way to take a dump because it's natural. The whole Eastern world, that's how they dump. Yeah, so it, you're just Eastern. Yeah, it just, uh, yeah, when I sit down, God, it feels it feels like I'm locked in a position I'm not supposed to be in because my the pants are around the ankles and you can't move. And yeah, no, yeah. I'm not about it. I you agree. take your pants completely off? They're completely off. Mm. He yeah, has yeah, to yeah. if he's that's on the toilet. Yeah. You know what you oh, can yeah, do, any. Is you can buy yourself an Asian toilet. Have you been to Asia? Uh, I have not. But what do you mean? You mean one of those squatty potty little stool things? No, no like they about? literally have like one of these. It's like deals. a hole on the ground, 
and they'll put like rails. Yeah. So you can literally just squat like that. So you don't have to get on top of anything. No, that one to the left of it looks more. Yeah. 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 Like that. Like I've. But your floor wouldn't be as dirty. Like, yeah, it'd be clean. No, I don't like that. I don't like the way that looks. That makes me. No. Why not? Uh, that I don't know. Doesn't don't that like seem it. more efficient than what you're currently doing? Uh, no, I don't like it. This it is looks... built. Look, th- there's even places on the rim for your feet. I don't so know. It's... It looks like there's monsters in it. I don't like it. I don't like it. It looks terrible. Monsters <laughs> I hate it. in there. <laughs> I hate it's, it. I'll it's tell the you same setup. I hate it. <laughs> it looks terrible, but I've used these and they're great. It's so much more hygienic, actually, than putting your ass on a public toilet seat. You Here. just hover over that. What if we show yeah. a wider one? Does that look more appealing to you? Like That's a cleaner nice. one? Look mm-hmm. at how futuristic that looks. It's, getting, it's really nice. It's getting better, yeah. I, I yeah, there we go. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, if it looks like less like a public, like you don't want one of those like things on the side that you have to like pull to flush. You want something that reminds you more of like a home setup. Like, look at this shit. Oh, there you go. See that you drawing in the middle? Too. Those two legs? Yeah. And then you just squat like that, like it's built into the floor. It's way, I mean. That is nice to have it. like like things, places for your feet, actually. Yeah, yeah instead that's, of this that's shit. The whole point. <laughs> I'm telling you, because the entire Eastern world shits like that. And then you're trying to do that on a Western toilet. It's not going to work. Yeah, Amen. see, there you go. There's Eastern toilets. Oh, wow. Did you guys I mean, talk about this with Drew? That no. there's toilets? You can, oh, yeah, the entire fucking half the world shits like that, Any, It's not that shameful. I had no idea. I mean, I imagine it's a little difficult to get that in a house here, though. Booyah. Right? Nah, there you go. Problem you solved. You can order it. That, that, it it's kind of like best of both worlds. That's like you got the tank <laughs> up top and a place for your feet still. <laughs> but, like, imagine Annie's bringing home a girl for the first time, and he's like... <laughs> Just so you know. Oh, yeah, that would be tough. <laughs> She's like, what kind of toilet is that? <laughs> I, I hover. I stand. You're like, you're probably going to want to use the toilet downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> like, it would have to be your secret if you started really. Oh, yeah. Doing that. I mean, uh, the girl already <laughs> uses the other bathroom, so that's that's how it already is. <laughs> you don't use none. You'd keep the bathroom door locked <sighs> and just tell her it's a closet or something. It's no. a second closet that she's not allowed into. No, if anything, like I don't I don't hide it. I just say like you don't use don't use my bathroom. If you're going to go if you're going to like if you're going to take a shit, don't use my bathroom. You use the other one. That, that's now, not That's, that's an now. explicit conversation you have. I don't know if it's explicit. I more just say, like, use the downstairs. You, you know? just put a no girls allowed on the bathroom door. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's just a thing. I'm just like, nah, just use just use the downstairs. Christina's face. <laughs> imagine, imagine, yeah, imagine you're Annie's, like, new girlfriend, and you're like, oh, okay, this is my first time staying at a boy's, like, house, and you just you just get the talk that's just, hey, you're not allowed in this bathroom, or you see the sign on there, the, the no girls allowed. How would you react to someone being like, you can't shit in my bathroom? It's I would easier. tell them, no, I would say thank you, because <laughs> men's bathrooms are so disgusting. I'd be like, absolutely, I don't want to shit where you shit. Oh, wow. Because I, I'll tell you, I never, I never shit at my ex-boyfriend's houses. Like, I have a no fucking shitting policy. I would go home to shit. That's what I'm talking about. When was the first time yeah. you shit in front of Tom? Let's re- reverse that. When's the first time Tom shit in front of me? <laughs> well, I mean, like he his, broke it. His first move was farting in your hand, wasn't it? I know. Yeah, he farted. He put my hand in his crotch and he farted on it in boxer shorts. That was two months into the relationship, 
And then after that, it was like the floodgates had opened and now we are shitting in each other's houses and oh, it's done. I mean, he's the one that initiated all that because he's such a dumper. So then you started dumping in front of him pretty quickly. Not in front of him, but like I would shit at his house. Yeah, because he was so open that I was like, he doesn't care. I don't care. Like I kind of knew that he and I would be married. I was like, this guy's my future husband. It's all good. But to this day, like I don't, he hasn't seen me shit. Except when I first broke my ankle. I think he did see like. The that was the first time he shit. saw you shit? Yeah. <sighs> I have to be like at a broken ankle and I'm on drugs. Like it's not normal. <laughs> I don't like people seeing me shit. It's not for me. Now, I know couples who can have full conversations. I saw a couple one time. The girl was eating a fucking cream cheese bagel, standing, talking, and the guy was taking a dump. And they're like, so what are you going to do after work? Uh, Oh, that's nasty. I don't think I could do that with someone that I'm seeing. But I did always have an open door policy whenever I lived with dude roommates. Yeah, that's different. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely kill you if we if we live together. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, you yeah. wouldn't like some of my things, dude. Because once I find out you don't like seeing me shit, that's guess what? You're gonna see a lot more of that. <laughs> you don't, don't want to start this war, man. You don't want to start this war. And Nadav sleeps in the nude. So if there's an earthquake and you guys are running out in the hallway, you're gonna see Nadav's dingling. What a train of thought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's true. I, I'd rather see that than him shitting, though. I, I'd be fine with that. It's whatever. You'd rather see him run naked and scared. Hey, than it's, an a, it's a dick, you know, whatever. I'd make it fun for everyone. I'd put like a funny <laughs> sock on it or something. I don't know. I'm trying to picture Nadav's dangling naked. I got that big fire crotch. <laughs> just a little fiery. Just a little fire in the nether region. It regions. is, right? The carpet matched the drapes. Is yeah, I mean, what do you think? You think I got black pubes? Like, what do what do you think I got here? <laughs> well, here's the thing. My it's mother always the same color as the hair. beard. It's always the same color as the beard. Oh, my mom had blonde hair, but she had a fire crotch, so you never know. Well, maybe she wasn't a natural blonde. Yeah, that's probably accurate. that's that's definitely it. <laughs> that's not those don't really mismatch. I mean, did you carry on your your mother's tradition of having a fire no. crotch? Now that you're growing no. out in the 70s bush? Oh, I'm full bush. No, no. I'm not going to tell you what color it is, but I'm not red. God, you guys are so <laughs> That's so funny what you choose to, to keep. You're just like, oh, yeah, full bush. You're like, yeah, landing strips. Like, ugh, I'm not telling you what natural color my pubes are. <laughs> That's TMI. The audience doesn't want to hear that. That's disgusting. I'm so upset that they don't like fart mic. Did you see the poll? It was a 50-50 split on the fart mic. Yeah, and you know, as a producer, I mean, my instinct just says, hey, you know what? If it's a split decision, just keep doing what you're doing. <gasps> Which is no fart mic. I mean, you know what? If it ain't broken, don't fix it. And it seems like, I hate uh, you. you know. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got to go take a nap. Um, it's time for my daily nap. I'm going to have lunch, take a nap. Um, watch cartoons with my kids. Um, I'm so happy to be doing the show again with you guys. And um, yeah, we'll keep doing these from, from my house studio until the official studio is built here in studio jeans, Austin. Hell yeah. Gene. We're, we're thinking of renaming it the FGT RTD uh, studio, but <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a great idea. <laughs>
send me your emails, send me your, um, your mom hack, send me your everything to where my mom's at, at gmail.com. You can leave me a voicemail. What's the phone number native? It's 213-375-5184. All right, guys, I love you. Please subscribe to the show so that way you're kept abreast of every video that drops for where my mom's at. Until next time, stay cool, moms. Mwah. You're gorgeous. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at. Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at. Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at. Where my mom's at podcast. With Christina P.